When something happens to your car, you might say, But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arupay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de 25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita BoostMobile.com. Lucero junto a José Ron protagonizan El Gallo de Oro. Gran estreno miércoles 8 de mayo a las 9 por Univision. East Coast and West Coast Mamas Unite for this collaboration episode in which we chat with fellow podcasters Paulina and Bricia Lopez from Supermamas about motherhood, the village that supports us, and our journey of leaning into the creative side hustles which support our already very busy lives. We read the books, we bought the things. We thought we were ready. And then life took our plans and changed them. I'm Karen, I'm Victoria's mommy, and I work in tech. And I'm Pamela. I have a baby boy named Ford, and I'm a journalist. And although we're both first-time working moms, we're actually pretty different. And that's totally okay because we both agree that our most important work is raising our kids. We really need each other and can only get through this together. Welcome to Motherish Moments. This episode of Motherish is presented by the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Working moms know that life's not always going to be picture perfect, but it's those real everyday moments that make parenthood so awesome. The first ever Toyota Grand Highlander is loaded with features to help you embrace every adventure. It has a spacious third row, roomy enough for an adult, a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen, a hands-free powered liftgate, and ample cargo capacity. It even has seven USB-C ports and 13 cup and bottle holders. So finally, the kids might stop bickering back there. Embrace your family's unique journey. It's pretty grand. Toyota is proud to partner with us to present this conversation with Supermamas about how we balance all the things. Hey, hey. Hi. I'm excited because late last year, I was a guest on Super Mamas and I had such a good time and I felt like it was like experienced podcasters of the motherhood world giving me like a hug. I know, they're like the OG. It felt like so a hug. So now we're here to like return the hug and I hope that they are also excited to be on our podcast that we that a, we little, do a little baby podcast. Yes, that we do, <laughs> that we do with, through the through the blood and our nails. Like yeah, yeah, that. I love when we collaborate because I always feel like there's a good balance between there's so many different perspectives, but also so many common ground. Yeah, that is a good reminder that we're not alone. That a lot of people go through mm -hmm. the same thing and refreshing to hear it sometimes. Paulina and Bricia have like 10,000 jobs that they do. Anyway, so I'm excited for that. But do you have a motherish moment ready to go? My son used to love going to school, but it was always a struggle to get him ready. And now he's again to like 
one to drop out of school. <laughs> He's only three and a half. He's gonna be like three and a half dropout. Like I'm a preschool dropout. I'm trying to like pep talk him like, hijo, you know, and it's el hombre de la casa. Like you're the man of the house. Like you gotta no help. Pressure. No pressure. No, I always, I always tell him you gotta help mommy. <laughs> I'm always like, that's like the line. You have to help mommy, baby. Please, yeah. you gotta help. You know, help me yeah. out. I'm like really leaning into this like hopeful wish that one morning. He's going to wake up and he's going to be ready to go and just like, you know. Pamela is a very optimistic person. If you I ever, used to love going to school. I used to love going to school. I think that might be weird. I also liked it, but I don't think that we're normal. <laughs> All right. My motherish moment is interesting. So like this week I had, like I pulled something in my back and my back was hurting a lot. And Victoria. What doing what? What were you doing? I was working out. Oh, okay. okay. There's two lessons. The first lesson is if you feel tired and like really tired and your body is like, don't go to the gym. And like, you're like, no, I'm going to do it oh, anyway. No, I was it's the, my body. the top of the no. year and la di da, whatever. No. Then you get hurt, especially if you're almost 40 or going to be 40 this year. <clears throat> Me. So yes, I got hurt. And wait, by the way, can we start like a bake? Countdown to your 40, like a big yes. celebration. Yes. It's a big one. Let's go. Okay. Yes. Anyway, so I, you know, Victoria was like, mommy, I want this, whatever, da, da, da. And I go, listen, you need to chill with me because my, my back hurts. And I, I need you to be a little bit more, you know, take it easy on me. And then like, whatever, an hour goes by and she comes, she goes, mom, I'm just, I'm really sad. I'm like, why? Why literally low-key eye roll? Because I'm like, now what? <laughs> you know, like, why? She goes, because your back hurts and I really want to make sure that you're okay. And uh -huh. I literally, but you know what? I was like, no, 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 no. My happiness is not your responsibility. You do you. You can be nice to me. But like, I just felt like she, como que se lo tomó, like, okay, now I must fix yeah, her. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This feels like a therapy red flag. Oh, wow. Like, I was like, no. <laughs> I know she was being empathetic, but I feel she took it like really, like, you know, like, like to heart. Yeah, very like telenovela. She came with like watery eyes. And I'm like, no. No, no, no. I go, I'm going to be fine, okay? I'll let you know. I know. It if you're doing... It's also like, are you happy? Like, making sure I'm like, yes, baby, And you're like, happy. how much time do you have I to know, talk about, about this? this? By the way, that <laughs> you mentioned that the other day, Ford's dad was also, like, in pain. I think he was just feeling sick or something. I was, you know, joking around. I was like, hey, you know, dad's getting old. And he was so sad at the idea of his dad getting old. Then I took a bag. I'm like, no, 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 he's not that old. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's not. But he was like, I don't want that. Then later on, like, I think, like, a day later, he was like... Mama, I don't want dad to get old. I'm like, I just feel like they're, they're approaching the age where these things like sit in their yeah. brains and then they're like, hmm, you know, I'm going to be careful. Well, I'm listening back to you guys and I got to say, one, they will like school at some point. You know, my 12 year old wakes up at six in the morning and she's ready by 6.30. Like she's like, let's go. She wakes us up. Uh, my six year old still cries every day that she doesn't want to go to school. We cry this morning like three times. So, you know, it's like up and down, guys, up and down, up and down, you know. Um, I will say my uh, low point was last night. I have a person that helps me like deep clean my house once a week. And that is the day, you know, that I get there like and it's clean and I don't have to cook. And I'm like, oh, my God, my house is so great. So that day was yesterday. I went to the market. I was like, I'm going to leave my house ready. It's a long weekend, you know. I put the girls in the shower and I'm putting the stuff away. I'm not really paying attention to what they're doing. I go back in the bathroom and oh my God, I, it looked like a hurricane had gone through my bathroom that had just been deep cleaned. Like there was stuff on the walls, on the mirrors, on the floor, there was puddles. I was like, what the heck happened here? Like I was gone for like seven minutes. So I lost it. 
I was like, you know, what do you guys think? Like, this is so disrespectful. You know, this is my space. And they were like, just looking at me like, okay. And I, you know, I was like, you guys are not allowed in my bathroom anymore. You know, I don't go in your room and I don't do this to you guys. I was like going crazy. And then they, you know, they cleaned and they came. They were like, mom, I'm sorry. You know, and I was like, guys, look, listen. I was like, it's just that. I feel that, you know, we need to be a team here. We need to have a, we need to be a teamwork and we need to learn about boundaries and respect. And we had a whole conversation later. And then I, I apologized to them. I was like, I'm sorry that I like, you know, lost it a little bit. I was like, you know, I went to the groceries. I was trying to like cook and do all these things. And I'm like, at least my house is clean. And then I walk in my bathroom and it was a mess and I lost it. But, you know, they're at that age, like nine, six, where they actually process, they understand. And they came back and they were like, yeah, I'm sorry. I know you don't. And this morning, my little one got up and she was going to go in my bathroom. And she was like, oh, sorry. And then she went into her bathroom. <laughs> you know, I want to make sure that they understand, too, that, that there's like, you have to be respectful of other people's faces. You know, they have their own bathroom. And I was like, do whatever you want in there. But like, I'm really trying to... The way that I'm trying to spend more time with them is like, let's all keep the house clean so that we can spend quality time together. I don't want to spend the weekends cleaning, you know, uh, which usually happens when they're little. So that's my low moment. And I just want to put it out there because, you know, I got a ton of accountability for that. Yeah, that was not great. But we ended the night happily and they're good today. So it's good. good. That's good. Maricia? I don't know. I mean, I think for me, I was just thinking about my son. You know, he's going to be nine in March and... You know, we're at the age now where he comes home and he wants to talk to his to his friends like on the phone. But I guess today's version of the phone is the iPad. Right. And they'll get together. And I was just like listening to him talking to his friends and he's like three boys. You know, they're all nine years old, you know, on the phone. I made dinner. and He was like, yo. Yo, let me flex on my food real quick, guys. And like he was like, look at this. Look at this juicy ass kebabas my mom made me. And his friends were like, yo, stop flexing on your food, bro. Like that ain't cool. Like, you know, I was just like, what? Is that how they talk, bro? Yeah, like, yeah, bro. Wow. He was like, stop flexing your food. like, yo, let me show, let me flex on my food real quick. And I was just like, I know. And I felt good because I'm like, oh, like you're showing off the food I made for you. You know, or he's always like, yo. Look what I'm going to eat. Look what I'm about to eat, guys. You know, <laughs> he's there, you know, and I thought that was really good. And I thought it was cute because he was showing off his dinner that his mom made. And it made me feel very happy. And I was like, okay, I'll continue to cook for you. <laughs> you know, that's a win. I would, I mean, I don't know. That's, that's super high. Of course. Like, yeah. And then his friends, he has a friend named Luca and a friend named Dash. And his name is Eduardo and they call him Eddie. But his friend Luca, he's like, Lukey, Dashy. And I'm like, what is this called? <laughs> so it's like Dashy, Lukey and Eddie. And I'm like, they're so cute. Like, they're still like children, you know, and email they're flexing and going like, yeah, bro, like, let me, let me roll up this fruit for you in Roblox. Like, they're just like, I don't know what a roll up fruit is. I don't know what rolling up a fruit is. I'm assuming it's something that's not bad, but I'm like, roll up a fruit? Like, what did they say? Listen, I have no idea. I have no idea. What I don't know what rolling up a fruit is, but um, I hope it's not like the roll-ups that I used to do in high school. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos.
pagos y solamente en línea. Requiere Arobay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de 25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita BoostMobile.com para detalles. Dicen que traigo la suerte a todo el que está a mi lado. Y esa es mi mala fortuna. Basada en el clásico de Juan Rulfo, llega Univision, el gallo de oro. Supongamos que la caponera puede inclinar la suerte a quien ella quiera. ¿Estás tardando en conquistarla? Con Lucero, José Ron y Plutarco Asa. Este gallo está cambiando la vida. En una historia legendaria de amor y azar. No trates de cambiarme, no lo vas a lograr. El gallo de oro, gran estreno miércoles 8 de mayo a las 9 por Univision. Paulina Bricia to uh, Motherish. They are based out of LA. They're entrepreneurs. They're super mamas. I want to hear the journey of super mama because we learn a lot from them. I think at the beginning where we're like looking into starting off the podcast and what was out there in the market. You know, they're like pioneers and I think role models in this space. Yeah. So, you know, how did you guys come up with the idea? We get asked that we get that asked often about the podcast of how it was born and how did you get the idea? But I, and I still think we, you know, you guys were very, very early on into the game before anybody else thought about podcasting. Yeah, I we mean, old. we old. Yeah, we our kids are old. Um, yeah, now I'm in the teenage years. How it started was because I, well, I had a baby first. I'm the oldest of the siblings. I had a baby. And when... Yeah, Paulina is my older sister. It is. I am the oldest sister. So I think like, you know, uh, we Latinas grew up in like this telenovela world, right? And so motherhood was very telenovela-like in my mind. And I wanted to be a mom forever. I was trying to get pregnant since I was 26. I couldn't get pregnant. It was really hard for me. I ended up getting pregnant until I was like 29. So... When I idealized the idea of motherhood very early on in my life and my experience was really rough. I had a really, really bad delivery. I was in the hospital for a week. My baby was taken from me for like a week. She was a NICU. So we didn't bond and my body was broken. So when I went home, I did not feel connected to this baby at all. And um, in my mind, I was all wrong. And I fell into this huge, huge, big depression, postpartum depression, and it was really lonely. It was a really lonely space. No one had kids around me, my friends, my family. I felt like the world kept going on without me and it was really traumatizing. So I ended up, you know, going, started going to therapy about it, but still it was very, like, I didn't really share a lot about my pain. Then, you know, down the road, I forgot about it and I had, a, I got pregnant again. And my second pregnancy, my sister actually got pregnant a few months later. Brisa got pregnant a few months later. Uh, my daughter was born in October and Eddie was born in March. So when I had a baby and Brisa had a baby, I think when we both connected at that level of she understood how hard it was, it kind of, we both realized how lonely that space was and how much nobody was really talking about the real stuff about motherhood, right? You had this idea of, you know, you go to the hospital, then you come back home and the baby's there and everything's pretty and your marriage is great. And like, you know, it's like the perfect life because now you're connected by this amazing child and, you know, you're twirling around and and that didn't really happen. So we realized how lonely the space was, like how lonely it was to be a mother. And back in, the, in that time, there was really nothing around. Like my brother's always been like ahead of his time. Like he, he was into podcasts like back, like when no one really was into podcasts. So Bricia and I were talking about the fact that no one was really discussing these things. No one was telling you what was happening. No one was telling you the truth, basically. We were all lied to all of our lives. 
So when we started talking, you know, Brisa is very creative and, you know, she was like, we should do something with this. We should, we were t thinking about a YouTube channel back, back then, but I did not feel comfortable behind the camera. And so my brother was like, why don't you guys start a podcast? And we were like, sure. So we went and went to get a microphone, two microphones. And here in the same office that I'm at right now, it would look very different back then in the restaurant. And we have a restaurant in Los Angeles, in a restaurant in the front office because we worked together. One day we just came and started recording a podcast. And it was mainly a way for us to just kind of like talk about what we were going through like really just vomit every all the things all the really hard you know hard things that we were going through and my sister and I even though we are both born six days apart three years apart October we're both Libras we're both we're completely different we're like totally different people so we have very different styles of mothering raising children living our lives just in general and I think that was great. People really identified with what we were saying. Some people identify with me, some people identify with Bricia. And we didn't realize at the time, but there was a lot of need of mothers out there that needed to hear that they were normal and that they were not going crazy and that they were not the only ones and that they didn't suck at motherhood. Because I feel like deep inside, we all feel like we all suck with motherhood and the guilt and all those things, you know, that happened. We were just, you know, speaking into a microphone and, and putting it out there. And, you know, people were really receptive and there was a huge community that started and the movement of like the motherhood, you know, the Latina mothers. There was also nothing in our space. Our experiences did not resonate with the other experiences that were out there. You know, I couldn't be, we work, you know, we're really busy. And I, so I didn't resonate with other experiences of mothers that were at the park on a Tuesday at 10 a.m., you know, and we're like, how do they do that? How come we can't do that? You know, and that's how it started. That's the gist of it. And now our kids are older and we're going to different. Which year was it? We started in 2015. 2015. Yeah. So next year will be 10 years of Super Mamas. Jesus Christ. I know. Crazy crazy that's wild yeah and you know it started as like oh my god everybody should have babies and, and now we're like don't have kids guys wow. <laughs> this is your psa <laughs> <laughs> we're the walking birth control pretty much we tell people like we're the walking birth control because people you know we tell the truth that's what we do we tell the truth i wanted to touch a little bit about culture you know for us when we incorporate anything that's like culturally related right whether like the rules of the grandmother or like speaking both languages to us, it's like second nature, but I think for some people, they don't realize how influential culture could be when it comes to motherhood. Yeah, you know, I think it's just who we are. You know, you can't really not be you. And I think that has also been a journey, even the two languages. With Eddie, I just had, with my firstborn, I just had this idea that I didn't really have to speak Spanish to him because eventually he'd learn. I had this idea, even if I hear back the episodes, I'm sure I sound so not like I am today <laughs> because I had this idea that you know at some point I would live in Oaxaca and he'd go to school and he'd learn how to speak Spanish I mean I learned how to speak English when I was 12 like he'd be, he's gonna be fine right like that's how I thought I really and I still think and I still hold hope that at some point we'll move to Oaxaca for a couple of years and he'll go to school there and his Spanish will get great and everything will be wonderful I'm still holding on to that hope but quickly realized once he turned five oh no that's not the way it works you have to speak Spanish to them since day one. So with my second, I 
made it a point and very militant. And I see how that's even changed in our life, in our home, in just in even with my siblings, because my brother saw the difference of Eddie and Agustina. And now he's doing that with his son. And I explained to him and everyone speaks Spanish. Agustina, and it's so it's so interesting how that is. You know, she only speaks Spanish and everyone that addresses her addresses her in Spanish. It was such a shift and it just the way it works blows my mind. I mean, and it's so sick in nature. It, everyone will speak to Eddie in English, but then that when they address Agustina, it's almost like everyone's brain switches and everyone's Spanish gets got better just because of my daughter. And it's just so cute. And even my son, my son also only speaks Spanish to her. So it's helped my son, you know, everyone like Agustina just became this person that sort of brought Spanish back into our lives. My ex-husband too, you know, he's uh, born in, um, born here in the U.S. and his Spanish wasn't that great. And when Agustina was born, you know, it was, we had this big discussion and, you know, it was really difficult for him at first. But even now when like we're on the phone and, you know, he, the kids are with him, I can hear how that's still very much alive. He only speaks Spanish to her even we're on the phone, everything. And, you know, that is part of our culture, but I think we have to be very intentional and in keeping those. My kid's going through like a fake gringo syndrome. Like he thinks he's a gringo, but he's not obviously. So we only speak Spanish to him. The only person who speaks in English is his dad to him. And I guess his teacher now, but he's only responding in Spanish. And it's honestly breaking my heart. I mean, I'm, in English. I'm being in English. Yeah, mm -hmm. sorry about that. He's only responding in English and it's breaking my heart, but I'm being consistent. You have to stay consistent. You have to stay very, very consistent. And now she speaks English because she goes to school. She goes to preschool. She's been in preschool for a year now. And when she speaks English, I think it's the cutest thing. Like, I'm like, you speak English? And she's like, see, sí, well, in English. For me, it was a big deal to speak Spanish to Victoria. But I really, and I, Spanish. She has a, Victoria speaks beautifully Spanish. She, yeah, she's pretty eloquent uh, Spanish. But so Spanish was my first language. And I learned English when I was four. But with my husband, like our whole relationship and, you know, emotional side of it was all developed in English. I speak in English to my mom and to my dad. They respond in Spanish, but I never realized it until my husband pointed it out. And he was like, you guys realize you're speaking different languages to each other. You're having these like deep conversations. I'm like, what? That is how it is with my parents too. Yeah. We speak in English, we respond in Spanish. Totally. And then when my daughter was born, I remember so clearly in the hospital, like looking at her and being like, uh, addressing her in Spanish. And I'm like, oh, this feels weird. Like it was a muscle that I had to like train. And it's almost like you have to connect the dots of like mind, heart, and communication, like your vocal skills to this other language. Because it's one thing to communicate professionally in Spanish, which I did in my career and like writing, etc. But then to like speak to when your heart is like exploding out of your chest in Spanish, like I didn't even know what to call her. I was like, um, cosita. And I was like, mm, that doesn't feel right. Like, and it took some time. And then I finally got the groove and like, she was so great, started school. And now she knows. So she speaks to me in English. She speaks to her dad in Spanish. She speaks to my entire extended family in, in Spanish. She speaks to one uncle in Spanish, the other uncle in English, like she knows. And I'm like, well, that's great though, because she's not. But then I'm like, no, yo quiero hablar en español. And she's like, mom. And I'm like, just, 
just do it with me. The dynamic of how your brain automatically knows and her brain has already figured it out. She's like, nah, mom, we can do English, it's fine. I found it interesting yeah. that you said, um, Paulina, that when Bricia was, you know, since you guys were pregnant at the same time, pretty much, how that also strengthened your bond, like your sister bond. I think it's important to remind women how important it is. And I always talk about this, being intentional about finding someone who's in the in, in a similar time in your journey, because then it's so much easier to like ask questions, to vent, to kind of like, you know, share those moments, you know, and some people don't have someone close, but I think it's important that they go out and reach for someone who is kind of similar in their, you know, their motherhood journey. Yeah, 100%. I did all of the mommy and me classes, you know, at the beginning with, with my kids. And also like going into those spaces really was eye-opening. I was relating to some people, but not everyone because my experience was very different. You know, like I would come to work, they would drop off my baby, I would go to the class, and then my baby would go home and I would come back to work. So, and then the, mo the moms were like, well, we're going to the park and we're going here, we're going there. And I was like, yeah, I can't, like I have to go back to work, you know? So finding your people, your community, I think that's the reason why we started Super Mamas, right? To have a community to, uh, well, we did not think about having a community. It, it just became a community. And we realized how important that was because and just yesterday, I was at the supermarket and a super mama came up to me, you know, and she was like, hi, Paulina. You know, she was like, thank you so much for, you know, sharing what you said about like, you know, because it's hard. And I and I realized like how important it is to just have someone out there that you can identify with just in general. I think like in general, in motherhood, in work and like my sister and I, my family and I were all about like making communities, like different communities. We have our motherhood community. We have our business community. We have our, you know, woman community. We have all very different communities because I realized very early on that you, I couldn't do this on my own. Like It was so hard when I was doing it on my own. It was so hard. It was very detrimental to my mental health until I found a community of people, until I met different women, until I heard other experiences. And then I finally felt like, oh, I'm normal. Like, I am okay. It's going to be okay. So finding someone is very important. We always tell people, like, now I always, you know, we say, if you have a friend that just had a baby, check on them. Check on them. Because sometimes we isolate because we don't know. We don't know what we don't know. And a lot of my friends now, when I look back, I realize how they were in depression. And nobody, they didn't say anything. Because it's shameful, because whatever. So if you have a friend that had a baby recently or that is going through like check on them call them reach out help we're not great at asking for help you know I don't know if it's like a Latino thing I don't know um, but we're not great at asking for help so we we should offer help all the time because you don't know what the other person's going can we talk about your restaurant so the little that I know about the industry of having a restaurant, the food world, it is a lot of work and it is a very demanding field. How, how do you guys do that? That's so much work. Oh my God. We have an incredible team. I think that's just it. We have the best people. We are very blessed. The restaurant has been around, it's going to be 30 years this year, actually. And we have, I mean, we have people that have been working with us for 15 years, 20 years, and it's a big, happy family. The culture is wonderful. My sister leads the team. She's created a great culture at the restaurant. We empower our team members. And I think that's just what it is. I think that a lot of people who are in the business really undervalue the importance of 
human equity and what that means. And, you know, you really need to invest in your people. And we've done that very well. And I think that's just what allows us to do other things and create systems that work for everyone. And aside from being sisters and my brother, aside from being siblings, we're also business partners. And we also understand the importance of leaning on each other's strengths and understanding where we're not the best at. I used to be very involved in the, the restaurant, like day to day operations. And then I realized that's probably not where I need to spend my time. My time can be best use elsewhere. And Paulina's great at it. And she's been leading the team for the past two years. And it's been wonderful. And, you know, my, my brother's still involved. I'm still involved in different aspects. You have a sister. I have a brother. And the age difference between my brother and I is 12. We talked about this on the episode with you guys. But like, I don't know, like, it's so amazing that you have each other in so many aspects of your life. Like, family feels like another, like another level. Like, I don't know. I just, I just want to take a moment to say that, that this what I'm observing here just looks really, really special. For your kids also, right? To have be able to count. They know there's a village behind them as well, right? Like even in the workplace. Because I think when I when I became a working mom, like when I had four, I think I appreciated my team so much more because they understood my motherhood journey. They understood that there's going to be times where I'm not going to be able to stay till super late. And I think that aspect of it is so important. And I think we minimize it sometimes mm -hmm. when we do have that privilege of having people that understand that personal aspect of your life. Um, and I think for your children, what a blessing, you know, to have the cousins, the thing. And how involved are the children or how important it is for you guys to expose the children, the next generation to that part of you, that working mom, the business and that aspect of, of your life? You know, we, Brisa and I started working when we were eight and five. Um, we ran a, a mezcal shop in Oaxaca when we were eight years old and five years old. You know, we've been working together since we were tiny. You know, my, my parents back in Oaxaca have always worked. It was just part of how we grew up. We grew up working together since day one. So I think like for our kids, it's just, I mean, at least on my end here at the restaurant, because I'm here on site, my kids have been here since pre-birth, you know, uh, pregnant, babies. Um, the restaurant is very large. And when we had the babies, we had portable cribs in the back and we had the babies and we had the computers here. And, you know, we had the portable seats and, you know, my kid was here. So they have been here. They're part of it. They, For my my girls, at least, they already know how to move here. They know where to go, how to move in the kitchen, how to do this. Uh, they know work every day. They're like, are you going to work today? Like, what time are you coming? It's just part of who they are. They they know uh, that we work together. They know that, you know, Tio, they call him Tio Nano. Tio Nano and my husband work together. And like Tia Bricia, oh, look, this is Tia Bricia on the magazine. And oh, can you put that episode on the TV where I can see Tia Bricia? And so they're very proud and they're very proud of everything that we do. They're always, it, and for them, it's just, part of who they already are it's not that we are i mean at least on my end i'm not trying to teach them like this is how you work guys they just see it and they understand they already know they understand you know how important it is they understand like that work is a big part of what we do who we are how we move how our life is because my husband and i work uh, my husband works on the michelada side so we both work within the company in different places and they know that like one of us is busy at all times And we also know the value of the time that we have together because sometimes it's limited. 
So it's good. And it's also, I feel like now that my daughter's a little older, my 12 year old, it's good in some parts. And I start, I'm starting to see that it's also like, she's starting to feel a little pressure, you know, like she's like, but I have to do this or, but I have to do that. And I actually had a conversation with her a few days ago and I was like, you're a child, you're still a kid. You don't have to worry about that right now. Let me worry. Let dad worry about this. Like, you don't have to worry about that right now. Let's talk about it down the line when you're like off to college or whatever. But right now, just concentrate on being you and being happy and being, you know, a 12 year old. So it's good. It's really, really good. But it's also like, I think like, like at least for my 12 year old, she's already like, you know, what do I have to do? What do I have to do? So we have to balance that. I feel like you and I both probably share this sentiment of like wanting our kids to grow up in a big family, but we don't like... I don't know. There's no like primos or any like, I don't know. There's unofficial tias and tios, but it's not, I don't know. Yeah. You know, we, we appreciate it when we see it somewhere else. Like yeah. you guys, like we're like, oh my God, we want this. It's like, so, so nice. Like, it's, I don't know. I just, I find it. So- it is fun. We just went on a trip for Christmas, all of us together. We were all in one house with my parents and everyone. And that was so much fun. That was fun. That was like loud. You know, there was lots of fights between the kids, chaotic. The kids were fighting and, you know, they were playing one minute and finding the other one. There was a lot of like, Eddie, stop, Eddie, every moment. Because it's just all girls and this poor lonely boy, you know? And every moment is like, Eddie, stop, Eddie, why are you doing that? Eddie, ugh, Eddie. It was just every moment, I was like, oh my God. Hey, can I borrow someone's son, please? Can we insert another boy here? When you look back at the at the first episodes, right? I feel like sometimes like we listen back to old episodes. What's some words of like hope and advice for moms who are like, you know, either just starting off or they're like, they think that they're not going to get out of this black hole. I was like to leave it on a high note. Again, like even when you look back at the old Bricia and the old Paulina, like the old moms, you know, like not old moms, but like back when you were a new mom, now looking, you know, back, reflecting on those moments, you know? The way I was with my first, obviously very, you know, very different than my second. I think that when you're a new mom, you have this idea that, well, especially me, I can only speak for myself, number one, because I think everyone is different. But my personality was always very, or still very, you know, there's a path. I see the end, like, let's work backwards from there. This is this is the things that have to happen. A, B, C, let's go, organized. And I think when you have a child, there's no rules. And it's very unpredictable. I remember crying because, you know, I finally figured it all out. And it was going to, that day was going to work smoothly, just as planned. And then he was sick. Or... You know, something was going to happen and everything was wonderful. And I was finally going to start, you know, like, okay, good. Like today's the day. It's very unpredictable. And I think that you have to be very kind to yourself and understand that it's never going to go your way. It's just you just have to surrender to the world and understand that you will make the best decision for your child. And no one can tell you what the decision is. It has to be it has to come from you and you have to be able to just make the decision and be okay with it. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I think that in the beginning I really tried to control a lot of things and then I realized quickly realized that wasn't the best way that I could because I would I was only like putting pressure on myself having unrealistic expectations you know and I think like when I look back at things that you know with my son I was really into rye and you know my son was only allowed to be spoken in a certain way and you know with Agustina because with her I really did practice that but very low-key and 
you know, things I didn't do with Eddie, like speak the Spanish. Spanish wasn't really a priority and I was seeing it really much is and just to see how that's changed. And I want to say that I think I'm a great mom and I think everyone is a great mom. And I think we should get to the point when we actually admit that to ourselves and live that every single day and not see it as like, oh, why she think that she's a good mom? You know, like I'm a good mom. I'm a great mom for me, like who I am. And I think I, you know, my brother told me the other day and because sometimes, you know, I do. I'm like, I wish I could just be with my kids all the time. Like, I wish I was that mom, you know, that just stay home and read with them every day and, you know, be with them all the time. For me to host school here at my house and be like, niños, you know, vamos a aprender la mesedario, a you know? And my brother said, you know, you're the best mom for them because you're you. Like, you are the mom that need. you are the best mom because you're, that you need to be for them. And I think that's really important for us as moms to understand we're the best mom to our children because that's who we are and that's what they need and we can to be other but we can only be ourselves that was great i love this <laughs> thank you both so much for for waking up early on the west coast i know west coast time for yeah. us thank you guys um this was amazing and like let's keep doing this you know i feel that we're we're going uh, behind you in, in your steps and trying to also kind of have that same mission and the more people that are trying to drive the same thing and trying to make, you know, moms feel identified, the better. So thank you. And it gets better, guys. It gets better. I feel like now that my kids are older, I'm finding myself again. It looks hard. It feels hard. Hold on to those years. Leave them. Enjoy them. Enjoy the mess. It gets better. It gets different. It's different every time, but it gets better every time. I love it. I agree. I'm with Paulina. She goes, enjoy the mess as her bathroom got destroyed. I know. Not anymore. That's what I'm saying. Not now. Before. When they're little. When they're little. Thank you, guys. Si no sabes que el Spicy McCrispy tiene spicy pepper sauce en el pan de arriba y en el pan de abajo, ¿qué sabes tú de la vida? Para pa 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 Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere AroPay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de 25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita Boost Mobile. Dicen que traigo la suerte a todo el que está a mi lado Y esa es mi mala fortuna Basada en el clásico de Juan Rulfo Llega Univision El gallo de oro Supongamos que la caponera puede inclinar la suerte A quien ella quiera Estás tardando en conquistarla Con Lucero, José Ron y Plutarco Asa Este gallo está cambiando la vida En una historia legendaria de amor y azar No trates de cambiarme, no lo vas a lograr El gallo de oro Gran estreno miércoles 8 de mayo a las 9 por Univision